to be able to speak. Um, I am thankful for the trust that our leaders put in me um, to be able to stand behind what I consider the sacred desk and deliver the word of God. So I'm excited this morning because I believe that there is a word from the Lord. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to ask if all of you can stand with me as we pray and read the scripture, and then we're going to get right to it. The scripture for today, 1 Kings chapter 17, starting at verse 8 through 16. 1 Kings chapter 17, starting at verse 8. If you have your devices, if you're looking for it in your physical Bibles, I'm gonna let, if you have it, say amen. Okay. If you're still looking, say hold on. Ah, okay. I'll wait. 1 Kings chapter 17. It is also on the screen for those who may not have their devices. Are we ready? We're ready. Amen. 1 Kings chapter 17, starting at verse 8. And the word of the Lord says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hands. And so she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and, pre- and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, do not fear, go and do as I have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me and afterward, Make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did accordingly to the word of Elijah. And she said, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. May may we add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and the doers of his word. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless your holy name. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for another day to be able to live, to participate, God, to be active in what you are doing. So, Lord, even now, I pray, God, that you would cause this word to fall on good ground. I pray, Lord, that you would decrease me, God, that you may be elevated, you would be lifted up, that we would see nothing but you, God, and let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. 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 As you're taking your seats, I'm going to ask for you, if you have a neighbor, if you don't have one, go and find them. And, and I want you to say to them, shift happens. Shift happens. All right, come on, let's do this one more time. 
I need you to say it, and I need you to say it with authority. Look at your neighbor and tell them, shift happens. Yes, yes. I need you to put that F and that T in that. Amen. (laughs) Amen. There's been many things I feel happening um, within the body of Christ lately. And there may be, you can tell me, there, I, I feel, and I feel there are people who have been experiencing this stirring within them. There's been what, what some have identified as just feeling as if there's a fire, an explosion. There's something that's going on in the inside that we haven't quite seen happen. We haven't seen in the reality. It hasn't come into fruition. Is, is, am I alone? There's some people who who understand. I feel there's a shifting going on in my life. I feel like God is moving. He's doing something. I just can't put my finger on it. I cannot identify what is happening. What's happening is a shift. Shift happens. And most importantly, when God speaks, shift happens. Usually this text is preached from the standpoint of the widowed woman and her son. And that is well observed in this scripture, in this text. But this morning, I want to actually talk about the obedience of Elijah in order to co-create with God. To give a little context of our scripture, first we understand that there's a drought that was happening. If we look earlier on in the chapter, we started at verse 8, but verses 1 through 7 also talks about one of the, a miracle of God that we're aware of, where Elijah was talking to King Ahab, and he told him that there will be no rain, there will be no dew, there will be nothing unless by my word. And so with that, there was a drought that took place. But also something that's significant to understand in that is what's going on. King Ahab was married to Jezebel. We know Jezebel. All right, we all know Jezebel. (laughs) King Ahab was married to Jezebel, and Jezebel worshipped Baal, and Baal was considered to be in control of the rain. So the significance behind that is Elijah is letting them know that your God is not God, I serve the one true God so that by my word, because of the God that I serve, that that is the reason why it will not rain. And so when it dried up, you you can't do anything but understand the evidence of a living God. And so that brings us to our text, starting at verse 8. And now we're understanding that in the midst of this uh, drought, everything that is going on, God is still providing for Elijah. Elijah was earlier on at a brook, and that brook had dried up. And so when we look at our passage of scripture, God says in verse 9 to Elijah, see, I have commanded a widow, a woman, there to provide for you. So what we need to understand is point one, God has already spoken your provision. There may be times where you feel that there is no hope. There are times when we feel like we are in our dark space. You may have faced situations in your life where you feel you have no choice but to give up. But I am here to tell you that God has already spoken into existence everything you need. It does not matter what it looks like. It does not matter what you're going through. It does not matter what is happening. 
Because at the end of the day, God has already provided. Let me give you some Bible. It says Numbers 23, 19, that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? And will he not do it? Has he spoken it? And will he not make it good? You feel like you are in a drought of your life at this very moment, but let me encourage you that another scripture, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. But even as we look at that scripture, what does that mean? It's for us to understand that when God speaks, there is a shift that happens, and it does not matter how much darkness is around you. It only takes the clock to strike 12 before you experience the beginning of a new day. And if you, like me, have at any point in your life been up at midnight, it's dark, right? It does not matter what the situation may look like. It does not matter that you are still experiencing darkness. The clock has struck midnight and you are now in a new day. Understanding the new day that you're in, even now, let the snow outside resemble the fact that we're still in the season of fall. It doesn't matter what's happening around you. It doesn't matter what the seasons look like. God has set an appointed time and he has spoken provision that no matter what, he has said to you that he will provide. God told Elijah, I have already commanded a woman to provide for you. Before Elijah even arrived at Zarephath, God had already provided everything that he needed. But watch this. When you you read the scripture, what I love is this woman is at the city gate collecting sticks. This woman has no idea that she has the provision for the prophet in her hands. What we need to understand is point two. Even though God has already spoken your provision, God doesn't have the authority to release it on earth. Mm -hmm. I know, you need some Bible. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 says, part one, let us create man in our own image. But if you read later on down in the scripture, it also says, and I have given them dominion over the earth and everything in it. So let's break this down for a minute. Because I didn't say God doesn't have authority. God has all authority. What I said is God can't release his authority here on the earth. Why? Because God has, he's extended a temporal authority to us. God has all authority in his hand. However, when he spoke the words, he gave us dominion. He gave us authority. He gave us sovereignty and stewardship over the earth. However, let me clarify, this also means it's only for a selected period of time. It is until God returns for his church. So it's not that we have authority always in and out. Yeah, we're not that trustworthy, (laughs) y'all. However, it is to understand the power that comes from that chapter, from that verse of Genesis 1.26, that when God handed, he said, you have dominion, man, woman, mankind, all together. We have dominion over this earth. That means we are co-creators. Let us make him, let us make man in our image. Everything that God is, so are you. 
Let me say, because somebody, I need someone to get that. Everything that God is, so are you. You were created in his image. He created you to be able to do what he is able to do here on earth. The Bible says greater works shall you do. Greater works. Not because we are greater than God, but because we have the time on the earth and the authority and the the dominion. He gave us stewardship that we might be able to release through our mouths what God has spoken already. So when we look at verse 13, it says, And Elijah said to her, Make me a small cake first and bring it to me. And Elijah had to speak his heavenly provision into his earthly reality. When we start at verse 9, it says, And God commanded. And then we move over to verse 13, and it says, And then Elijah said to her, What we have to understand that even though God has spoken your provision, God doesn't have the authority to release it on earth. So we have to then partner with God and speak what he's spoken. This is important to understand because God speaks through his word, through his creation, through other people, whatever that may look like. But it cannot be released in the earth until we speak it with our mouths. The Bible says, if you ask anything, John 14, 13 and 14, if you ask anything in my name, that it may do it, that it may glorify the Father. And it's talking about how do you glorify the Father? Through his will. What is his will? He provides it in the word of God. So we're not looking at God as a genie in a bottle where we rub the lamp and he comes and he answers all of our requests. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is... That whatever we ask according to the will of God that has already been spoken, every promise that he has given you, every word that has been spoken over your life, the word of God that he has left for us as a guide. If you would ask anything in my name, that will I do. God is ready. He is standing waiting for us to speak his word. There are things in your life that have not happened yet because God is waiting on you. So many times we feel as though God's not answering my prayers. Understanding what's happening. Is it in his timing? Is it what he has spoken? You have to get aligned with the word of God and understand at that time what he is doing, what he is saying in that moment. It's not about us. We are benefactors of his love and of his grace and of the rewards that he gives. But at the end of the day, It is about what God wants, and he is trying to partner with us here on earth so that we can release his glory. In understanding this, here is this woman who is collecting sticks. She has no idea whatsoever that there has been a command placed on her life. And she does not know it until Elijah speaks. And he says, go make me a cake first. And a lot of times we look at the scripture and it would think like, oh my goodness, Elijah, you've got to be selfish. This woman just told you she doesn't have but just this little. She is getting ready to bake a cake. She is going to eat it and her and her son are destined in her mind to die. How many of us understand that sometimes the blessing that we have is for others? 
God is giving provision for Elijah during this drought. But as Elijah is giving provision, so is this little woman and her family. And so in understanding all of this, as we said for point two, verse 16 says, And the bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he, God, spoke by Elijah. There is a principle in this text. The principle is God speaks, we speak what God spoke, and it's released. Like I said, God has all authority. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is everywhere all the time. God is it, period. And we can do nothing without him. But God saw it fit to create us, who even last week as we talked about, God didn't need us, but he desired to have relationship with us. And even more, as we see in this text and throughout other passages of the Bible is to understand that God intentionally set us to have authority here. And in his authority, he won't step in unless we allow it. How powerful is that? That God would entrust us, and in some ways it's kind of backfired. Hallelujah. We live in a world where there is chaos. We live in a world where there is so much going on. We have a government system that needs a whole lot of work. That's as basic as I'm going to keep it. There are many things that are going on in the world, in our lives, in our families, all of these things that are happening. Yet in the midst of that, God says, if you would just open your mouth. Let me give you another. Acts chapter 16, the Bible says you have Paul and Silas who were locked in jail. While they're in jail, they could have complained about their situation. They could have talked about why me, the woe is me syndrome of why did God put me in here? Why am I in jail? I didn't do anything. I was only doing what God called me to do. We casting out spirits and demons out of people. And now I got locked up. (laughs) But instead of that, what they decided to do was to begin to sing to begin to give hymns and praises. They begin to speak the word of God. And as they sung and as they praised God, what happened? There were chains that were loose and doors flew open, not only off of Paul and Silas. Come on, it's in the text. You can read it when you go home. Acts chapter 16. It wasn't just about them. When they decided to speak the word of God and to praise him throughout their situation, no matter what was going on, not only were they loose, but everyone around them was loosed. And in that, understanding that the word of God that is in you will begin to set other captives free. There are some people who have been praying for things for their families. People are praying for children to be saved, for children to come home. All of the things that are happening, it is in understanding the will of God and speaking what God has spoken over your life. When we go back to this text, when we look at this, understanding that the same way that Elijah has spoken the word of God is the same way we are to understand that God has given us that power and authority. A lot of times when we look at the scriptures, we distance ourselves from them. We read them as if they're fictional characters. These are not stories just in a storybook. 
And yes, there are some illustrations and examples, but these are stories of people who have honored the word of God and they have done what he says. Elijah was a man. He was a prophet who he did so many miracles. And in the midst of that, it's for us to understand that we are not that far, far from Elijah. God is calling us in everything that he has destined us to do and to be. God wants to partner with us the same way he has partnered with the people who we read about in the Bible. He wants what you read about to become the reality in your life. So this brings me to my last point, and I'm almost done. Shift happens. When we look at these two characters in the Bible, you have Elijah the prophet, who in his obedience to God, was able to co-create with God. He was able to stop rain, and in the midst of that, he also was provided for. Understanding that in the midst of any situation, God will provide for his people. And the provision may not always look like what you expected. He will meet your needs. We don't always get our, our wants. Now, he puts the desires in our heart. But understanding that you may not always get what you want out of life, but you will have every necessity that you need. This chapter, when we look at chapter 17 of 1 Kings, it's also understanding this is beginning the shift in Elijah's life. Elijah, these are recorded as his, the beginning of his first miracles. And then you look at the woman in the text, this widowed woman who, in her obedience gave out of her sacrifice, and she was provided for. She could have very easily heard the word and said, no, I'm good. Because me, me and my son, I know, you, I know you seem like you're a man of God, but this is my last. But instead, because she was commanded of the Lord, God set her up so that she would receive her own provision. And so in the midst of this, what I love about this passage in this text is it all started when God spoke. God has already spoken the word over our lives. And now it's a matter of when he speaks and the shift happens, it is a matter of us getting on board. The obedience of the widow, it can't be overlooked. And I know we talked about Elijah, but these stories coincided and coincides because in your obedience you will find your blessing. Not only, just as we talked about in Acts 16, what I, I love the fact that God does not just bless us to bless us alone, but he blesses us so that others can be blessed. He blesses us so that in our overflow, others are experiencing the blessings of the Lord. Because in this text, it wasn't a matter of her feeding Elijah for that day. But the Bible says that Elijah and this widow woman and her household was fed for many days until this drought ended. Whatever your experience in your life, whether it's moment by moment, however God seeks to provide for you, understand that he will not let you down. He will not let you go. He will provide everything that you need. The question for us is do you believe enough to be obedient? Why do I say that? 
parents who have children, or if you're a parent, you have children. You don't have no kids. When you have children and you tell your child, do not do something. Do not touch the oven because it's hot. And you have some kids who won't touch the oven because mom or dad said it's hot. Then you have other of us who will, okay, y'all caught that, okay. You have us who likes to understand things for themselves. And even though mom and dad may say the oven is hot, you like to touch it. And you need to prove that what mom and dad said was correct. And so when I say, you're, 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 do you believe enough to be obedient? Is do I have enough trust in God that when he said it the first time, do I have enough trust and belief that he will do what he said? Now, what I do love about God is because for those of us who sometimes have to hear it more than once, Okay, yes, I'm not alone. There are people who may need to hear it more than once. I'm thankful that I learned my lessons. Because there's one thing to do at once. But have you learned your lesson enough to know that how many, how many, I got runners in here. I know God has spoken a word over your life. And every time you hear that word, you run. And if you've been in this game long enough, you understand that you run, you're going to get tired. And at the end of wherever you decide that it is time for you to, to just wear it down, it, God is there waiting for you. And, and you may go through that process multiple times. I'm a witness. That when God speaks, he said, uh-huh, and you keep moving. But he will find you because his word cannot return to him void. So the, the encouragement today is can we get to a place where we begin to experience within ourselves maturity and obedience to God? Can we get to a place where when God speaks it, we understand that it is truth and that it is life? And can we get to a place that when he speaks, that we no longer have to think about it, contemplate about it, even it may sound ridiculous, it may sound like you, there's no possible way that it can happen, but the excitement is in that God wants to partner with you. If it sounds like something that you can do, I would tell you that you need to stop bringing your teacup to the ocean. If it is something that you can do on your own, then do it on your own. What we're looking for is partnering with God with the things that are beyond our imagination. We talk about the supernatural. There is natural that we have, but there is no super in me. It is until I partner with God that he will allow his supernatural to tap into my natural. And we become partners in the word of God. And we become the co-creators of what he has already spoken here on earth. So what I, what I pose is, in this year, what I have found out is there has been, as we started off, this stirring. And it's not just within ourselves, but I'm, I'm seeing it atmospherically. There has been this stirring. God's presence. He is working. 
And I've noticed over time that God is positioning people in my life. I've seen alignments. There are things that have been going on. There are stuff I would never thought about, never wanted. All of these things are happening. And it's not just with me. I've had conversations with many people, and even the head knots that I see, there's an agreement that there's an alignment. God is positioning his people. And he's doing it because he is getting ready to move here on earth. There is a consistent word of acceleration that has been happening. And I feel that's what we've been going through. It's been hard this year because there's been a pace that has increased, and we're trying to keep up with it. We're trying to figure out what's happening. And it's God saying, I'm moving. I'm moving. I need you to recognize that I'm moving. I am here. Do you see me here? I am moving over here. I am setting my people in positions, not just in, one, not just in the church. I am setting people in positions. In government. I am setting people in permission in a position in education, in the medical field, in every area, your work and your faith, it collides. It's not just about the four walls of this church, but it is about all, all that God has set upon the earth. And so as we understand that there is a moving, I believe that God is now calling us to begin to speak his word. There has to be a release in this earth because where there has been great chaos, God will respond. And he has aligned people who have the heart of God so that they will speak his word. It does not matter who. If you decide that you don't want to do it, I guarantee you he has a remnant. There is a remnant that is moving, that is waiting, that is looking for the pulse of God. And as we look for the pulse of God, we are to understand that the stirring that is happening within us is getting ready to manifest here on earth. I said earlier, Elijah had to speak his heavenly provision into his earthly reality. And as we end this year, as we have just a few weeks left, one of the things that I know that God has been dealing with me is about finishing strong. And I know every year we have a resolution and we go into the new year about all of the things we're going to start in January. But can I challenge you to begin to reflect and to contemplate over the words that God has spoken over your life, over the things that you know you need to do, the things you've been hearing God speak to you, begin to start that now. Because the word that I have heard is what you do now will transition into your next What you do now, not what you wait until January to do, the habits that you formulate now, right? We know it's been proven somewhat, maybe. I'm not a scientist, Darlene. It's been been said that it takes 21 days to formulate a habit. And here we are in a time where we are getting ready to end this year. And if we can take the time to begin to formulate habits, to begin to care for ourselves, to begin to, res- to, to respond to the word of God, if we can set ourselves and align ourselves now, imagine what your 2020 will look like. Amen. We are coming into a place where God wants to move us, not just shifting us, but he wants us to shift into impact. We've talked before, one of the times I preached, I said, no power, no pain. It's understanding what happens with an earthquake. The earthquakes is just the shifting of some faults, but they have been powerful enough that they create an impact that causes a world to go into calamity. 
People lose their home, people lose homes, people lose lives because of a shift. So if we can do that in the natural, imagine what God's people can do in the spiritual. Imagine what will happen if you will allow God to shift enough in your life to cause an impact that you will be able to change the world. This is the place that God is calling us to. So I challenge you this morning to begin to reflect, to begin to think about what it is that God has been speaking. What has he said? What If you've journaled it, go back, get your old journals. What is it that God has been spoken? What have you written down? What do you know and what have you been sure of but afraid of to move forward in? So know that God is calling you to shift and to move forward. That is a theme that we have had all year round. And you've been wrestling with this. You've been struggling with the stirring that has been happening within you. But you're struggling because you try, you're trying to do this on your own. But today, I challenge you to partner with God in your provision. I, I challenge you to partner with God in your promise. Prayer is not just a duty that is required of us as Christians. Prayer is not just something that we we say and we communicate with God because we want him to be that that genie in a bottle. Prayer is not something that we do solely when we're in trouble and we're praying, Lord, if you would just get me out of this. But prayer is a partnership between God and man to release in earth through man's God-given authority what God actually wants for us. Let me say that again. Prayer is partnering between God and man to release in earth through God's man, through God's, through man's God-given authority what God actually wants to do on earth. That means, as we said before, God has given us the domain on earth. God has given us the ability to speak what he has spoken and to cause everything to shift in our lives. So when we pray, we're not praying because we want the new house and the new car and the job promotion, and I'm not saying you can't pray that because It says, in everything, for prayer and supplication. But what I am saying is if you begin to change your mindset of what prayer looks like and understanding that God has called us to be co-creators and partners with him, that the releasing of God's word here on earth is in your mouth. So as we close, I'm going to invite people who... God has spoken promises over your life. God has spoken words that you didn't even know. It was beyond your imagination, and you disregarded them because you didn't understand how this was going to happen. And what I'm asking is for people who are coming to a place where they're beginning to see in a different light, having different mindsets, having different perspectives, And in that, wanting and desiring to partner with God. Last week, some of you were here, and we spoke about God's love. And there was that 
that thing, whatever it was, whether it was one or multiple things that we said, what's standing in your way to return back home to God? And we went through the act of putting it in a box and saying that, God, I'm going to leave it at the altar and I'm not taking this back with me. And just so you know, if you did that, as I said, no one saw those, not even myself. They have been shredded and disposed of properly. But you've also been praying for for the last week. And I've been praying because whatever's been holding you back, whether it's fear, whether it's anxiety of the unknown, uncertainty, whether it's the fact that you don't feel like you're good enough, whatever it is, we have to move those things out of the way so you can begin to see yourself. The one thing that Christ did, when we talk about moving from shifting to impact, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his son. When Jesus Christ was born here on earth, he shifted us from here, from a shift to impact. He impacted us in a way where he redeemed a lost soul. And in that redemption, not only did he just say, you can have eternal life, but he said, you can have life here and now. That whatever you're going through, you have the power and the ability to move yourself out of it. Whatever's happening in your life, you can actually speak a word and speak life into that situation. And so this morning, I'm going to ask if there's anyone here first who didn't realize that they can actually partner with God and you desire to have a relationship with him, I'm going to ask you to come. But I'm also going to ask people who may not have realized that there is power and benefit in this relationship, that it doesn't matter who I am. Because I have accepted the Christ as my savior, that he has given me the power and the authority to speak his word. And there may be people here who will say, today I am determined to speak life over my situation. Whatever it is that you've been going through, that there is life in the mouth and the life and death are in the power of the tongue. This is the Bible. This isn't something that I'm making up. And the truth is, it's something that I have also understood in my own life. There are things that I have spoken in my life that God has, he has begun, he has done, and he is getting ready to do. So today, if there's anyone, I I would invite you to come. We're just gonna pray that we would come to a place where we understand that we can partner with God. That we understand that he has given us authority to make shifts and transitions in our lives. That God desires and wants relationship with us. And the point that we've given, and I think I've probably knocked many times, is understanding that no matter what you speak, no matter what you do, it is not solely for you. But there are blessings that are attached to you for other people. So you don't know who your life is getting ready to impact. You don't know whose blessing. Think about this. As we think about the story of Elijah, if Elijah would not have been obedient to the word of God, this woman and her son would have lost their lives. 
God doesn't do this for selfish reasons, but he does this because he knows that there is someone who is in need. He knows that there is someone who is looking for a way, but they don't see it. He knows that there are people in the world that we're living in right now, all of the suicide, the rapes, even within our pastors, there's all of these things that are going on because I believe the church has not been doing what it's supposed to be doing. But today, this challenge is for us to align ourselves and begin to believe God enough. And our action is to, be go, to become obedient that we might hear and receive the word of God. Amen. 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 So, Father, in the name of Jesus, for all of those who have come to this altar, and even for myself, God, I thank you for the challenge. Thank you, I thank you for the challenge, God, that tells us it doesn't matter who we think we are. It doesn't matter how far, far off we feel we are. It doesn't matter if we think we're good enough, God, that you have created us and you said that it was good. So, God, I pray, Lord, for there to be an alignment in the mindsets. I pray that there will be a change in the perspectives, God, and that there will become an understanding, Lord, that you have already shifted in us. In every passion, every destiny, every purpose, God, every skill, every ability, all that you have placed within us, God, let this year be the year, God, of laboring. God, there are people who have been in a a state of laboring, God, and have not given birth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But this is your season where the contractions are starting to happen. And there may be some pain in it because there's going to be some adjustments. But God, you are saying to your people that it is time to give birth. The things that are stirring within us, the gifts that you have given, God, I'm praying for an activation in the name of Jesus. And so, God, we partner with you this morning. God, speaking your word that first says that you will never leave us or forsake us. So, God, help us to understand that we are not alone in this. It doesn't matter how much pain. It doesn't matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter how dark it looks. God, we know that there has been a changing of seasons. And you are calling your people to align with your word and come into a place, oh God, where we begin to speak your word and not just to speak it, but to speak it with power and authority in the name of Jesus. So, God, I pray for a confidence. I pray for a boldness, God, in your people to begin to read your word and to begin to walk it out in the name of Jesus. So, God, we thank you. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you for this time. We thank you, oh, God, for what you have done and what you will do, God, and what you are doing presently. And, Lord, I pray, God, that this word, as it hits good ground, Lord, that it would plant roots that are so far down, God, that are only saturated by your love. God, I pray for your covering, that you would water, God, so that as they go out, that this word would not be drenched, God, in all that happens within this world, God. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for every spirit that would come against this word, for every doubt, God, for every piece of worry and anxiety that lives with us, but that we would tap into our spiritual beings, God, 
and that we would feed ourselves and know, Lord, that what you have called us to, God, that you will equip us for and perform in our lives. So, God, we thank you. We thank you, oh God, for what the impact. We thank you, God, for the transitions, God. We thank you, Lord, for the promotions, God. We thank you for the next that is getting ready to happen in the lives of your people. And, God, we ask that even as it happens in all of who are standing here, God, that the ripple effects, God, of the wave of your glory will begin to saturate those, God, who you have put in our reach, that we may be able to impact lives, God, since where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The captains are set free. So, God, we thank you for this freedom. And we thank you, God, that even as we open up our mouths and as we begin to praise God and thank him for what he is getting ready to do, as we reflect and contemplate on the words of God, that there will be a springing of joy and a pep in our step, oh God, because we know that we are your sons and your daughters. And we understand that, God, who you are, so are we. So, God, we thank you. We thank you, God. Come on. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We open up our lips, God, and we magnify you, God. We say what you have given us to already say, God. We release in the name of Jesus your promises, God, over our lives. We release in the name of Jesus your word over our lives, God. We release, Lord. We release in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ah, God, we bless you. We bless you, God, because you love us enough, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Was there anyone who came up here because they wanted to give their lives to God? We're a saved house. Amen. So I ask that you would go in peace. Go in the strength of knowing that you have all power in your mouth, in your tongue. And that you can partner with God so that your life and the lives of those around you will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen.